Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. We would take some of that summer heat so right now. Right now. And I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. I don't care. Headed my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live, not. So live episode number 99. I never tell y'all what episode it is, but it just hit me this week that I have almost, almost on 100 not so lives. Probably, uh, shouldn't even say probably, definitely have done over 100 LBLs combined between the old ones and the new ones and the lives and the not so lives. But as far as not so lives go, this is number 99, and next week is 100, and I'm trying to plan a special one. It's a, it's a milestone. It's a milestone. So if you are new to the program, you have found yourself at Low Budget Live in the LBL Bar and Grill, Bar and freaking Eskimo, uh, freaking Igloo right now, <laughs> Bar and Eskimo, <laughs> Bar and Igloo. My brain's frozen. Uh, it's stupid cold in Tennessee right now. I'm recording this a couple days early. Because I am uh, actually going to, for some reason, uh, unbeknownst to me, Stupid Darren and I are going to Texas um, for a Six Sense Media event. We've pushed it back, pushed it back, pushed it back, but uh, not sure I'm going to have Wi-Fi out there. So I decided to go ahead and knock out LBO for the week now, and i got us a good guest today, and there's lots of things going on. So this is the Low Budget Live podcast for February 22nd. And, and like I said, if you are new... You are now a lowlifer. Um, that is what the listeners of this fine program call themselves. So whether you want to be or not, you are now a lowlifer. Congratulations. Um, yeah, so many thanks to you guys. A hundred freaking episodes uh, next week. It's going to be, man, that's, that's a really big deal for me. That's uh, that's that's almost uh, when you're doing 50, uh, you know, one a week. That's, that's almost two years worth there. So of, of the not-so-lives, and we've been doing this thing for almost three years. Hope all of you are doing well out there. This is uh, this has definitely been a week I will never forget. I uh, hope my kids never forget it because we've had fun. Um, it's it's uh, it's been crazy here. We had a couple inches of, of ice, and then we got like six inches of snow on top of that ice, and it's just been bananas. We have uh, sledded and pulled inner tubes behind. Uh, four-wheelers and side-by-sides, and we have night sledded, and we have ate snow cream, and we have just done things that hillbillies and rednecks do in the snow that all you northern folk out there get to do all the time, and you get sick of it. And now I'm sick of it. It's been here a few days, and I'm sick of it. But um, we got fortunate here, so we got to enjoy it. Those of you out there in Texas, 
obviously did not in other parts of the country. There's a lot of busted water lines, a lot of uh, no power. You know, Texas had to shut the grid off there, and uh, it sucks, man. It sucks. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to everybody affected. We're, we're heading out to Choke Canyon. Fingers crossed that uh, don't run into any craziness. We did get word this morning that the cabins have power and water, which is you know, nice to know when you're driving 16 hours <laughs> to meet up uh, with your six cents brothers out there. So uh, looking forward to that, but hope y'all got to make those memories. You know, I, I said it on LD and the MC this week, um, you know, all you folks in the South, I can count on one hand the time I can look out my window and see this much snow. So it has been fun. You know, I wouldn't want to live like this all the time, but uh, been hunkered down at the house and just enjoying it with the kids. So it's, it's actually been kind of uh kind of fun you know um so hopefully y'all um if you didn't have too many issues with it you got to do that too you got to do that too want to say a huge thank you to the fine folks at star they've been keeping that old that gum side by side running all week with this enzyme fuel treatment kicking ethanol in the teeth and supporting lbl for three years that's why man i gotta bring that up you know these guys were on the very first ever low budget live we ever did on instagram Three years ago, the Forcewood Cup, Justin Atkins won, RIP Forcewood Cup. But just uh, awesome, awesome people, Starbright, Startron, uh, great folks, big supporters of LBL. And uh, fixing to work on getting us some some help on getting us some really cool guests, kind of outside-the-box guests that I think you guys are going to really, uh, all you low-lifers are really going to enjoy out there whenever we can get those on. But Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth, nothing ruins a good day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. So a little dab will do. You put you some starch on your tank. The fine folks at Sam's who have kept me dry and warm all week while I've been out there acting a damn fool with my kids on sleds. That pro dry wearing suit has been, uh, you know, clutch to say the least. But, uh, um, man, we've been just out there just doing it. But I've had this on. This is uh, Mercer. Let me know. They call these a toque. In Canada, and he's been making fun of me. He's like, oh, it's cute. You get to wear all your little uh, gear. How funny is that? So, anyways, he's been uh, he's been giving me a hard time about me wearing my beanie all week. But uh, it's cold. It's cold up here in the, in the LBL bar and grill. Freaking heat's not working properly, in my opinion. And uh, I'm sitting up here, same as last week when the triple threat was on. But uh, I'm here to remind all of you low lifers that you get one life. Fish it well. And you might as well do it wearing some Sim Swag. Pro Guide Batteries, want to thank those folks, and we got you guys a code. I'm going to get to stretch those Pro Guides out this week and see what they're made of, but you can use code LBL10, LBL10 for 10% off AGM batteries. We have some new and exciting news to drop from Pro Guide very soon, and that 10% discount code is going to come in very handy with what y'all are going to see very soon. But 10% LBL10, so if you're in the market for some batteries, Go check it out. Really like the people there, and uh, so far like the product. Can't wait to stretch them out this week in the old Express. Express Boats, got to thank them, and uh, thank y'all. I put a walkthrough up. If you haven't seen it, go go check it out of my new X21. Been getting a lot of requests for that. I did a really self-vloggy walkthrough, just my honest reaction before I put anything in the boat. I'll be doing a lot more videos in it and showing you how everything's laid out, how I have it set up. But uh, just this is the shot out of the gate, out at the bass tank, rigging it and getting it home. But want to thank Express Boats for being the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus. And I'm telling you, I've spent a lot of time this week in that thing, in the shop, organizing, loading it up and I had this grand scheme that I was going to be more organized this year and take less stuff. And this boat has so much storage that I I just I can't not take everything that I want to take. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take less stuff this year. Yeah, John Cox does it with just a wacky worm and a jig. And it's just got I've just filled it up. It'll probably run like 13 miles an hour by the time I get through. Just, these these boxes are just cavernous, man. And this is a performance bass boat. I've talked a million times on here, but it'll run in the 70s. And I think that's amazing for me. And I know there are a lot of boats out there. I saw some feedback on there. There's a lot of boats that run in the 70s. But, man, so this is a 21-foot aluminum boat 
They're running the 70. So I don't want to weight it down because I want optimum performance out of this thing. But uh, I've just filled it up with tackle because it's just that. That's I was texting one of my buddies out there, one of the guys that actually designs the boats, and I said, "Listen, if you if you uh, don't want people to put too much in these boats, you need to start designing these things with crappier storage <laughs> because now you can put you can go check out the video if you have it, but you can put bodies in these boxes. I'm telling you, it's insane, man." It's absolutely like if my kids get cold in the water, they could hide in a box. Like it's wild. So I want to thank those folks. And I'm looking forward to uh, the videos that you guys will get to see from this week out in Texas, hopefully in the X21 powered by Yamaha. All right. Speaking of Texas, speaking of Texas, here we go. A lot of y'all tagged me in this. And uh, Mercer and I talked about this. On uh, LD and the MC this week, and you know it's just it's so it drives me crazy because uh, I, I want to start this by saying this: the entire like there there are certain people that comment on this podcast that always oh, of course you MLF hater like they can't stand that I have anything negative to say like they can't um and that just it's just so stupid you can't go one episode without saying something negative about MLF. you don't listen to every episode like you don't listen to every episode um and there were people trying to say that we were hating on them in ld and the mc by saying they shouldn't have red crest in texas when there's no damn power water and the lakes are frozen in that part of the state there were anglers that had already driven out, anglers I've talked to that had already driven out there, risked life and limb to get there that thought they shouldn't be going to Texas. But they were waiting on them to make a decision. Well, now they have made a decision to move Redcrest to Ufall, Alabama this week, and I think it is a good move. It is a smart move. Um, you know, my questioning of it was, because I understand they have a backup date, why you wouldn't just go later in the year to Palestine, 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 um, with a bake, with a makeup date, you know. Um, but, I mean, because you don't – or just push it back a few days because you don't have an expo, you don't have weigh-ins, you don't really have – you know. But logistically, logistically, there's a lot of things within those tournaments still, right? And there's a lot of things I don't know about. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they should have just pushed it back, not had it to you fall. Um, the reasons I think that they went to Ufala are probably obvious. You know, they had a tournament there last February. It went very well. They called them very good. I know Jacob Wheeler's like, ding, 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 ding. He's probably real excited, you know, when he saw the news. Oh, dinging, just dinging, dinging his little finger off. Um, him and his crew, I'm sure they are. And I, and I don't blame them for that. Um, and there's probably a lot of people that are glad to be in Alabama, not Texas. But I've seen some comments that are like, well, you know, they should have to fish in challenging conditions or, dude, it'll be challenging that you fall. It's been cold down there too. Now, they're going to hit a warm warming trend when they get down there. I think they'll blast them. Uh, I've also seen some comments that are like, the MPFL's kicking off. Of course they're going, you know, some MPFL guys are pissed off that they're going down there. Well, their event ends like eight days before our practice starts. Like, get out of here with that. That's stupid. Um it's a good venue. You follow is an awesome place. And I think that they know their cameras work there. They've got, you know, the lay of the land. So to move an event like that, um, which is supposed to be their marquee event, uh, you follow was a good choice. It was a good choice. I think this was a good move. It was not a good move for the guys that were already in Texas, I'm sure, that braved stupid conditions to get to Texas, you know, road-wise and – and uh, and all that, and I'm sure they're like, what the heck? You know, if guys hadn't left their homes yet, I'm sure they're like, oh, okay, cool, we're going to Ufala uh, now. Uh, but I, I think it's, I think it's a it's a very 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 smart move on their part. Um, just with everything going on in Texas, I feel weird going to Texas right now. I'm not gonna lie, they they've been hammered. I feel strange to be excited. Going out to Choke Canyon, honestly, just because of it. I mean, you have over four million people without power. Just lots of lots of things going on out there. So I, I think it's a good move. Um, that being said, this event, you know, what drives me the craziest about this kind of stuff is just the overall pomp and circumstance of 
you know, this this event, they haven't had it in so long. You read an article, it's like, you know, Edwin Evers will get to defend his title. Hell, he won it like three years ago, I feel like, at this point. You know, it's just been a long time since they've had one. And this event just keeps getting jockeyed around, changed a lot, and it's adds to the confusion. It adds to the confusion. If that's me being a hater, then that's me being a hater. But uh, if you don't think there are a lot of people other than me that are very critical of everything they do, Go look at the comments just on this event. You got angler wives having to get on there and 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 defend this decision because there are so many people just blasting them for moving it. I'm not one of those people. I think they should have moved it. Now, have I blasted MLF in the past? Yeah, yeah. Do I not like some of the guys that run MLF? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, do I respect most of the anglers that fish it? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, do their anglers have a problem with me and the things I say on this podcast? Some of them. Are there some of them that would do the show anytime I call it? Absolutely. Are there some of them that won't do it because of whatever reason? They're afraid of what the 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 powers that be might say? Absolutely. We were going I was actually so just a little history. I was going to have uh, a BPT Red Crest competitor on this week's show, and he turned me down. And this is about the fifteenth time he's turned me down. Um, and there's always an excuse. And and he and I had a long conversation about why there were always excuses. And he said basically he has a problem with what I say. Um, I think two adults should be able to talk about that. But you know, it's like me and the Gerald Spoiler thing a couple of years ago. Gerald had an issue with me. We talked about it. He came on the show. That's how adults figure things out. You talk about it. If I disagree with your point, um, then we just have a conversation. It's not that you're a hater or you're this and that. It's like, no, people, everyone has a differing opinion. I may not like how you think politically. I may not like what you think about whatever, spinnerbaits. <laughs> or it doesn't mean we can't be friends. I mean, for the love of God, I've got a show with uh, Dave Mercer, a, a Canadian. If we can, if you, we can show you that a redneck and a Canadian can get together to enjoy themselves, and we have different viewpoints on a lot of things. We're very similar on a lot of things too. But man, everybody's different. I read y'all's comments. I don't always agree with y'all's comments about whatever. Um, but but you know, people are like, you always tell people that are, have negative comments to say about you to stop watching. No. Uh, I, I read that in a comment because there was literally there's there's a couple people that are just always like up oh, here he goes again but they watch every, like most episodes and I'm like if you don't like me just don't watch I don't care ultimately there are a lot of very faithful faithful followers and listeners to this show and I'm grateful for that every single day um, and a lot of them will comment hey man I don't agree with everything you say by a mile but I enjoy this and you're honest guy and I think that's where we have to get as a country and I've said this on here too many damn times but to just just cast us you're so biased you're kissing basses ass. why I worked for the MPFL why would I need to kiss bassmasters ass why why I'll be watching redcrest this week like it's it's so stupid but it became a bigger thing um you know, and 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 still becomes even bigger than than what it's been when those guys are either too scared to come on this show because they're afraid I'll ask them a question that that they'll get in trouble for answering, um, or the political. You know, people trying to control the narratives of what things are going on, so they're scared to to do that and afraid that some higher up may say, "Man, you shouldn't go on that show because you know he said negative stuff about us one time before." Um, and also the guy that owns it tried to get me fired from my day job. So <laughs> when I said negative things, so like, I mean, obviously I have an issue with that guy, but as a whole, like I want it to succeed. I've said this a million times. I was an FLW guy. I, I mean, we had Kurt Mitchell on last week. I don't know. I just feel the need to defend myself uh, because people are ultimately stupid. And I want to say like, guys tag me in in the comments when they're negative on their social media post about like Redcrest being moved and I didn't have anything negative to say about it if you had watched LD and the MC you know I was very much for them either postponing or changing or whatever so I very much support this decision look I said something positive there you go my out of focus thumb right there for all you people that freak out um, yet show up and watch uh, there you go but I would say, you know, I, I threw something out there on Instagram about uh, 
about the 100th episode. And I said, hey, who would you like to see? And an overwhelming amount of people, because they're fan favorites, came up and said, hey, you should get Jacob Wheeler on. You should get Mark Daniels Jr. You should get, you know, they they named several names. And the problem with that is they won't do the show when I've asked them to do the show. So if you, the fans of the show, are fans of those guys, and I'm fans of those guys, let them know. Let them know. Tag them. Hey, man, you should do Low Budget Live. Luke doesn't bite. You you should do that. And these are people that know me very well outside of from behind a microphone and half for years. But but they're just they just you know there's several guys that won't. There are also guys that I could pick up the phone right now, call them unannounced. That fish BPT that will absolutely answer and give me thirty or forty five minutes and have a great time, have an absolute great time. So it's stupid. It's all stupid. And and. Whenever I did those very opinionated pieces on what was going on, which was just a a look into my life at the time and what was happening with me and that organization, it's been almost two years, man. It's been almost two years. Like, I ain't even got that much visceral in me to keep going. I got other shit going, right? Like, I, I am so proud of the following and getting to do this week after week after week. Like, I don't, y'all worry about it. I don't worry about it. Um, now there's, there's some people in the industry that worry about it. Uh, I'm sure, but man, I just, you know, I try to be transparent. I try to be honest and I try to call it like I see it. Um, and like I've said a million times when I'm being negative towards that organization is because there's a lot of negative news or negative clouds surrounding it. Right. Um, from the way I see it, it's the same with bass. It's the same with MPFL. If something sucks, I'm going to say it sucks. I'm employed by the National Professional Fishing League, and our first event is in three weeks. If we screw up down there, I'm going to tell you we screwed up, okay? Like, that's just it. You know, I talked about Bassmasters coverage last week with the FS1 thing. I think it sucks that people in Canada can't watch freaking fishing now for three hours in the morning. I think it's stupid that it's not on Bassmasters' website. I said that last week. It does suck. Uh, I've seen people saying, oh, it's a big money grab by bass. Well, you know what? That's what makes the business keep going. It's why MLF has two lawnmower sponsors. <laughs> it's why they have, like, whoever that sponsors them. Like, money makes the world go round in professional fishing and any other business. So I can't begrudge bass for selling a deal to Fox FS1, even if it takes it off their website. But for a guy, you know, that doesn't have FS1, which a lot of commenters don't, that does suck for that morning three-hour period. But after that, you get to see the rest of it on the website. I don't know. Um, it's a slippery slope, man. You're never going to make everybody happy. And God knows, I know that. Every week I look through the comments. Thousands of views. Half of you love me, half of you hate me. The ones that probably don't comment probably hate me with a passion, you know. I mean, there are troll accounts, fake accounts with my face on them, you know, commenting on stuff. I mean, people are nuts, man. There are people that that don't even like that I do this. Uh, by you know, wish that this had never started. Uh, so I, I don't know. I just wanted to address all that. Uh, there's a reason I don't have more BPT guys on here. It's because most of them won't come on. I mean, I, I shouldn't say most, but there's a lot of them that won't come on that have turned me down for interviews that I know really well, that I text. You're like, hey, bud, like, whatever. Uh, same dude that'll send you a Merry Christmas text two years ago. And that's, and that's fine. And that's fine. It's business. And uh, I don't have any hurt feelings over it. That's for damn sure. Um, you know, the, the situations there, and Mercer talked about this a little bit on the podcast, uh, LD and the MC last week. He was talking about like Skeet. Him and Skeet don't talk as much anymore. And they were really, really, really good friends for a long time. And they still are. But they don't talk to each other because it's just awkward, you know. And when they do talk, they don't talk business necessarily. And I have lost friends due to the transparency of the show. That that fish over there, you know, people that uh, that that I traveled with for many years, people that uh, you know would always be there for you. That uh, when crazy stuff has happened in my life since the show, they don't show up. <laughs> they, they, you know, and it's very obvious, and that's fine. Uh, I would rather be known as transparent and honest than somebody that just always, 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 always believes everything that I'm force fed. And always has to sell the company line, and that's just me. And um, I am—I uh, talk about it on here all the time. I'm very much not into the corporate mentality. I am very much um, 
into freedom of speech. No matter what you got to say, I, I feel like, you know, this cancel culture is ridiculous that we live in. And, and it's, it's very, very true. If you say something that a majority of people thinks you shouldn't have said, you're done these days. So, you know, uh, they tried to cancel me out two years ago and it didn't work. And so here we are, LBL with the low lifer. So thank y'all for hearing that out. I, I've had it on my chest and, and it just hit me last week so hard. And it hit me last night after the announcement of the Red Crest being moved that man, just people just really think I'm always going to hate on it. And it's just uh, lovely uh, Triple Threat's daughter Harper off camera right now, picking up a lot of just coffee cups that are everywhere on the LBL Bar and Grill that you can't see. Harper, say hi to the low lover. Just say, hey. 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 Harper is like, there were guest requests for you for episode 100, so you may have to make a, uh, this is episode 99. Next week is a 100. I think I need to come back. You think you need to come back? You think it's time for a comeback? You're coming out of retirement? Podcast retirement. Well, there you go. Special almost guest appearance by Harper, but she was off camera because she she actually lives in the LBL Bar and Grill, and she just woke up not long ago because I'm running my mouth out here, and she heard me. So um, sorry to Harper for waking her up from her slumber. I'm going to reset a camera real quick. All right. Back to what I was saying. I appreciate y'all hearing me out, but it just, it did hit me when people are tagging me in a lot of negative comments. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of you guys out there saying, did you see this move? And y'all are keeping me up on the news and I appreciate that. But, uh, but yeah, man, when I see friends of mine that fish that having to defend themselves and comments that I'm tagged in and, and different things, it just, it just hits me weird. It just hits me weird, man. I'm an opinionated ass dude. I'm always going to tell you what I think. If you don't want to know, don't ask, but Sometimes there's just no there's no mud to sling, right? If that makes sense. Like I feel like the world would be better off if we would just all just not always look for something negative. Um, there's plenty there. There's plenty of negatives if you go digging. But for me in this one situation, no. I got more of a problem with the fact that we keep telling everybody Red Crest is the biggest championship in fishing, and they can't even have it. <laughs> I mean, they just keep it just keeps changing. They didn't have it a year, whole year. It's weird, man. That's the confusion. But other than that. Whatever. Uh, best of luck to the guys down there. I'll be keeping up with it. And hopefully somebody that enjoys LBL will win it so we can interview them. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, if, it's, if it's Jacob, Jacob probably won't come on. So um, I'm sure Jacob is going to really, really, really be uh, all over it next week, though. I can tell you. What? All right. So I'm a little early for my interview, but uh, we're going to try to get him on. Let me pull up his number here right now. So my guest today is a bass fishing legend. That's just how you have to start this. He is one of my bass fishing heroes since I was young. I met this guy uh at a tackle store, and we've we've told this story joking around a few times, but I met him at a tackle store in Florence, Alabama. I was working out when I was in college, and he came in looking for some trailers before an ever start national championship in November on Pickwick Lake. And I and he had called before their meeting, and I was like 19, and he called before the meeting and was like, Hey man, are you guys gonna be open? And it was truly the worst tackle store in Florence, Alabama. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, but uh, it it did not last. It had a really bad location, and I would not get any of the tournament fishing crowd. So most of the time, I just sat in there by myself while the owner went to uh, you know work work another job. But um, it it was. Uh, but he called, and it was like when he got there, I was like, "You're Greg Hackney," and this was before he was the hack attack, right? Like this was just I just I was just a fanboy keeping up with the sport of fishing and involved in it, and uh, and and so. Um, this was before he was Godzilla, but today we're going to get Greg Hackney on the phone and he's driving. So we're going to, we're going to give him a call right now, but he has won something that is so crazy to me. He has won every major event in this sport, except for the Bassmaster Classic. And he, and he will not end his career without winning a classic. I don't believe, but, uh, he's won AOIs in both the elite series and FLW. He won the Forest Wood Cup, man. Dude's just a machine. It was so good seeing him back on the Elite Series, but we're going to try to get him on the phone. 
Make sure this thing's turned up now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're a few minutes early, but we're going to see if we can get him. And if not, we'll call him back because I ain't even afraid of that. Hello. What's up, Greg Hackney? How are you, Luke? I'm good, buddy. I am good, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get these levels turned up here. You are uh, so I, I gotta say thank you for doing this first of all because I know that y'all uh, you like me you probably a damn popsicle in Louisiana uh, like I am. You know in Tennessee. I haven't even been home. Really? I, uh, I stayed in Florida. Had a writer. Striking had a writer's okay. conference, so I stayed there and did that. And then uh, right now I'm in uh, the great state of Alabama, headed to Birmingham. Come on. Okay. My son has a uh, lacrosse tournament that starts today and tomorrow, and then I'm going to just roll from there to Knoxville. To Knoxville. All right, so I got to ask you then, because you texted me this yesterday that, that you were doing the lacrosse thing. Did you play lacrosse? I feel like that's, a odd, that's an odd sport. I feel like that's more like a Northeastern thing. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. We you just know, don't play we, lacrosse here. You know, I was surprised when they said they were going to Birmingham. So uh, it's just the school that he goes to has a lacrosse team. Okay. He's played lacrosse for the last three years. Okay, that's awesome, man. It's a really cool sport. I know. I think I can Ellie's kids play. Uh, it is, it, but it is totally foreign. Like, uh, Julie and I, we have hell keeping up with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I told Zone, I was on the phone with Zone a while ago, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I was like, it's our version of hockey without the without the skates <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> they run around they run around out there and fight and whack each other with those sticks now now does your boy does he ever give anybody that patented uh hackney side eye out there on the on the cross field as zona says that little just like that well, look like you better roll on son <laughs> the first few games we went to back when he started he spent most of his time in the penalty box <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it has become like <laughs> like when they when they were when they started, like he was on a, he was he was a freshman, and uh, it was pretty rough. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh like yeah. Like they they wanted to hit, you know, more than anything. But as they like, he's on the varsity varsity team now, and uh, it's a lot more finesse. They do a lot more passing and a lot less roughing one another up. Nice. It's, it's, it's more of a game now. It was more of a fight at the, the freshman year. <laughs> hey, that's all right. A, ha- a hackney, I feel like a hackney can hang it's in a, there fighting. So. It's a pretty rough, it's pretty rough. <laughs> like, he'll come in and, like, his shoulder's black and blue. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty rough game. And I will be honest with you, to watch them run, dude, they run. Now. Oh, yeah. Like, from one end to the other of that field, it's, uh, what? he, uh, it, He's kind of at the age he's feeling his oats right now, anyways. So. Okay, yeah, oh, I know all about that. I got I got a couple of them in the house right now. I know <laughs> I, I got a couple of them. I got I got one that he, he saw his girlfriend. I think like ninety three days in a row or something. And then we got snow this <laughs> week, and he's all but just been in the driveway. Just I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I was like, calm down, son. She she's just a couple miles up the road. We'll get you back to her soon. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, in my house. yeah, you're right there, huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm man, right I am. I got two of them, man. That I'm just like, come on now. All right, we could go fishing. Y'all ain't got to just Facetime your girlfriends just nonstop or or be with them. We I could know. do something. I don't know but I think happening. I think I might have been there too, though. Thinking back, like. But my daddy would just beat it out of me, though. <laughs> I'll, be honest, I'll be honest. He'd be like, come on, boy. We got a club tournament. We got to go. <laughs> uh, well, so, d- dude, I, I got to say, you, you're talking about them running. You you look like, to me, you've been dropping some dang pounds, dude. On live coverage, I was like, you look like a different guy last week. Have you been doing uh, anything to lose weight? Well, i just been – the biggest thing I've been doing is just trying to eat healthy. I got you. And uh, – I did a lot of biking last year okay. and this fall. I haven't lately since we went back to fishing or whatever, but I don't know. Julie and I go hiking, and I've just been yeah, kind of living a little healthier lifestyle That's good, than, uh, yeah. than I had been. Yeah, me too. I did. I started doing a bunch of hiking and stuff last fall and uh, and just eating a little better. It's amazing just w- walking three or four miles in a day will do, you know, yeah. uh, just changing up a little bit. Less, so che- less cheeseburgers. So my body like a playground, you know what I mean? <laughs> And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> get older, it's probably best not to do that anymore. So, uh, yeah. I have cha- definitely changed my lifestyle. Yeah, so I thought, man, that jersey looks a little big on old, on old Gregory out there last week. I said, damn, son, you get, you slimming up. 
Uh, there's well, all them young bucks over there. Uh, that I'm, back in, in prime shape. Listen, that's what I was about to ask. What was it like? Because you've been gone. What was it like? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of different. What was the vibe? What did you think when you rolled up at the St. Johns River? I mean, what compared to what it was as far as just the field? Did it feel like it's just overwhelmingly younger, or what's what's your take? Yeah, it, it, it does. You know, like at first, I didn't know what to expect. You know, yeah. I was glad to be back or whatever. But, you know, I was nervous about it, too. You know, I joked with Christy about that deal, about him. He had posted he was going to be nervous or whatever. And I was like, you'll be fine. <laughs> but then I'll be honest with you. Once I got there, like right before, the, you know, when I'm preparing, packing my stuff or whatever and getting ready to go to uh, getting ready to go to the St. John's, I was like. Dude, I was nervous. That's, that's you know, good, I though. Have, I did have butterfly. You know, I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, but I, I will tell you this, that, I mean, everybody was, whether they meant it or not, I, they they really, you know, they welcomed me with open arms. I ain't no doubt. You know, yeah. everybody was so nice, said they were glad I was there. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad I'm here, too. Yeah. I, uh, it, de- it definitely gave, gives me a fuzzy, warm feeling. You know what I mean? I ain't no doubt, like, man. I was like, man, it's pretty crazy to think that I fished over there for so long. Yeah. And I don't want to say I took it for granted, but maybe I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like now to be back just doing that. I mean, honestly, the same old, same old is the best thing ever. And I think, dude, that's such a good statement because that's where we all get in life. We think another job sounds better or people do it in their marriages or, you know what I'm saying? Like that happens and... And sometimes it works out for people, right? Like, I think you can right. argue it's working out for dudes that went over there, but it wasn't for you. It wasn't for Swindle. It wasn't for Polinick. It wasn't for Jason or Proz. And I think that that's so cool of you to say the same. It is the same old, same old, but it's got, I mean, it just had to feel a little different for sure. Yeah, it does. It, it feels different, but it's good. You know, it yeah. feels different in a great way. Yeah, and, no uh, doubt. and, you know, it's just like me getting back to me. Yeah. And doing me, yeah. you know that's what that's what I like, you know, because I'm like, man, I'm about trained to fish that way my entire life, and that's what I like. You know what? I mean, that's just what I like to do. You, you know. Well, listen, I know watching you on live, and I was making posts about it on Saturday when it went off, and they were on FS1, and the bike just snapped all of a sudden, and you got so dialed, and you're calling your shots, and you're. And I was like, dude, this is just, this is the Greg Hackney I grew up watching. This is the guy that you can learn from because I'm talking to y'all into this camera right now. If y'all didn't learn anything from watching Greg at the St. John's River, you weren't paying attention because he was dropping some knowledge on some spawning fish and rate of fall stuff with your plastic. Like all that was just such stuff that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. But, but I was like, you were having fun more importantly than anything, dude. It looked like you were just in your element and I text Zona and I text Mercer and I said, hey, uh, I've seen this look before. I don't think this is going to end well for the rest of these guys come tomorrow. And I was really surprised that that bite went away on Sunday. And I know, obviously, you had to be too. I was totally shocked. You know, the uh, I felt, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like it would be as easy as it was Saturday. Yeah. But I felt like there was more than enough fish there for me to catch a good bag. Like, even I was like, because Patrick Walters was, you know, caught 26 and change yeah. or whatever. And I was like, I was like, without me just getting lucky and catching a couple eight or nine pounders, which I had not been bit by all week, I was like, but I ought to be able to, I, I mean, I could catch 20. Yeah, and then yeah. if I got lucky, you know, I might, uh, that would give me a shot at catching him because I, I really expected, you know, him to catch 25 pounds no doubt. or another big bag because he seemed like he was going, his bags were getting bigger every day and he was going in the right direction. But, you know, I, I wanted to blame it on the weather a little bit that morning because it was so dead. Yeah, calm, and it felt like man. the pressure, the pressure had gotten too low. If that makes sense, like okay. it went past the point of, uh, and uh, I thought, man, if that weather gets here, that will change it. And, and when, and this is a deal, the weather finally got to the point where. I can't make any excuses. Yeah, like at yeah, first yeah. I thought, yeah. you know, it was that dead low calm, something was different. And I thought it might, those fish might've actually went to spawning. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, they were actually, yeah. in, actually the in the process. I, I couldn't see them. Or they don't yeah, eat. I couldn't see them, but 
and uh, where they don't eat. Because, you know, when you find one rolling, when you yes. see them spawning, it's a waste of time to even Absolutely. throw it. Absolutely. You roll on. Yep. And so I thought that could have been going on, but then the weather changed and it got rough again. You know, the wind started blowing that afternoon. And I had about two hours in the afternoon where the weather was right. I, and I never caught anything but males. You know, I never caught a female the last day. And uh, and the uh, the third day, they were all, the majority, I caught some males, but the majority of the fish, the most aggressive fish on the bed was the female. You know, yeah, she was the yeah. easiest to catch. So I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of lost. I had another place I could have went to. You know, hindsight's always 20-20, but I fished clean, you know. I really didn't. I fished clean all week. It was a good week. And, I, and you know, just to have, because I first thought, after only having 12 pounds that first day on the short day, you know, I was like, I have pretty much without catching a 30 plus pound bag, taken myself out of contention. Yeah. So, you know, being able to come back and, you know, and, and be at least being in contention, you know, to uh, have a shot at winning the last day was, you know, was good. I, but again, I, I fished clean. I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I thought about it ever since. I don't know, you know, again, I could have just left and went somewhere different, but like what, kind of adjustments what i've made right there in that area and i don't know that i could have made any that would have changed listen you pulled out a spinning rod (laughs) i mean when i saw that i was like you know what boys it's a lot tougher today (laughs) it's a lot tougher (laughs) if he ain't well the conditions just kind of you know they were better spinning no doubt yeah no doubt and uh, I had already, I had actually, not to lose my street credit, but I had pulled that, <laughs> that spinning rod out on the second day and caught my second two biggest fish. Okay, okay. Uh, on the, yeah, That's so, a, there's that, a low-budget live that, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I do that on occasion. I just try to keep them hidden. Yeah. Oh, so, you, so you're super sneaky with it. You just slide it out, make you some cast, and put it back up. I like it. <laughs> yeah. You can't, I'll be honest with you, you can't make it as a professional bass fisherman without a spinning rod. No. No, it is not possible. No, you get you know you see a lot of people hate on them on on social media and stuff. I'm not throwing that fairy one. I'm like, yeah, well, that may work at uh, Lake Fork if you only fish there every now and then. But if you're traveling the right. country, you better get you a couple spinning rods because yes, you're going to need them at some point, especially during. And I would say maybe not even in one day events that might not matter. You know, where you just kind of going for broke all the time, but man, in multi-day stuff, there's going to be a time over a two or three-day period where you gonna need a bite. <laughs> like it just, Every, it just happens. Just, just, just like the day. I mean, I had a really good day the second day, but I had a much better one because of the spinning rod. Because I had two fish I could not catch. That's awesome. Uh, you know, with a casting rod. About 10 minutes with that spinning rod, I caught them both. That's so, awesome. Uh, now, were those fish, you weren't sight fishing, so those were fish that no, just bit I you? I see them move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, so the deal was I fished a little different area than I fished the last two days. I had a, another place that had some fish, and I actually fished there the first and the second day. Hmm. And uh, the deal was there, I couldn't see them either, but I would see them move. Yeah, I'd yeah, see yeah. them wait. Yeah, see them push. see the water yeah. river or you know, all of a sudden the bluegill would jump out of the yep. water, and I would just pull down and and uh, you know just take my time. And eventually, sometimes I'd have to come back and get at a different angle, and you know, take me ten or fifteen minutes, and I'd catch them. That's and awesome. you know, I'll tell you the funny thing about that too is that that day I caught very few males. Most of the time, I caught the female. Wow! And when I catch the female off, I wouldn't. I just leave the buck. I, I don't even know how big he was. Yeah, and I yeah, would yeah. Suspect, I would suspect that he was smaller, so I would leave him there because I thought I might go back there by the last day, and by leaving those males there, you know, it might be some new ones come yeah, up. Yeah, get paired but up. Then again. after I went out on the lake that third day, and it was so good, I, I was like, this is where I'll if I'm gonna have, if I'm gonna win, this is where I'll win at. So I definitely had to go back yeah. out there the last. Day. That's awesome, man. I, 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 it's so cool hearing you talk about just the whole whole thing and, and breaking down your decisions. But I got I to gotta ask you this because you're talking about street cred. You got a lot of street cred as being an intimidating dude, as being – I think you got the best hook set in the game. Sorry, Christy. Sorry, Swindles. Sorry. I think Greg Hackney's got the best hook set. I text my dad. I'm like, if you're not watching Hackney, yank these fish out of these damn cypress knees, you're missing out on, uh, on quality entertainment. But – I have to ask, did you get, you talked about Christy, did you give him shit because he didn't make the cut? <laughs> no, no, no. 
Christy is that cat that you don't rattle the cage. I'm, I'm you know with you. I mean? I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, there, there are certain people out there that you can rattle the cage. You no, don't rattle that. He's one. not one. He's not one to rattle. I know him well <laughs> enough know. to know you don't rattle him. No, I just had hey, to. Let me tell you right now. He's been in Florida. I've seen his truck. I see. So he's been. He's been close to where we've been. I promise you, them fish been getting punched. <laughs> I promise you, he's been yanking on them, son. I actually yes, feel real bad for the fish in the Tennessee River because I feel like yeah. there's an Indian ass whooping coming. <laughs> <laughs> think, and you know, the deal is, he's just a really, really good cold water fisherman. Yeah, too. yeah. And, you know, he'd been up there fishing at home, winning some local That's right. derbies before we went to Florida. That's so he's right. going to be real adept at that. You know, oh, that yeah, cold man. Water. Uh, and for whatever reason, that's that's interesting you say that, but that is kind of his deal, that Oklahoma grand 10-killer right. early pre-spawn winter stuff, man. He always does real well in that, so he'll definitely he be one to uh, to watch. And I, I don't think he'll miss two cuts in a row. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't so, Which Florida's just that place, man. I, I think it's just uh, it's just always a bizarre uh, tournament venue because you always have guys that really catch them that might not ordinarily catch them, right? If that makes sense. And then you've got yes. guys that are consistent everywhere in the world that never do good there. Like it, it right. is, I don't know why it's that way, but it just historically it is, man. But yeah. Well, it I, always seems like it's feast or famine. You it know is. What? I mean, you either catch them real good or you don't catch them at all. Yeah, that's right. It's not a place where you just kind of get by. You're either on them or not on them. And it's, I, I don't know if that's because like, they're not everywhere. You know, that's the funny thing about all those places in Florida that are so good. It's easy not to get a bite. You, you know yeah. I mean? like, Hell yeah. You fish down, all oh, this stuff is beautiful, oh. but there's not a bass on it. No. You know? Yeah, it uh, to me it's the most. I, I compare it to places like Gunnersville too, because Gunnersville is like that. There's just so much good stuff. And you can miss them by an inch and miss them by a mile. Florida's very much like that. The best lakes in Florida, I don't care. Even the small lakes that people talk about that you see all these guys posting that they're fishing when they're not at tournaments, they're, they're tough, man. You can go through the best-looking stuff of your life and not get a bite, but when you land on them, it can be amazing. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. So, dude, I, I, have to, uh, I have to ask you, was it, was it stressful this fall Going through that requalification process after you tell BPT, hey, I'm not coming back. I mean, was that, or was it just like, hey, we just got work to do? How, how was your take on that this fall? You, you know, uh, the deal was like, it was stressful a little bit before I had to, t before they came out with the deal that you had to sign up. Yeah. And then they were like, you got till whenever to sign up, you know, to sign back up or whatever. And then when I didn't do that, but the deal was, it really didn't matter because I knew I was all in on bass regardless. Yes. So, you know, I was like, it made it a little more stressful because it just made it that more important for me to requalify. But I had already made up my mind mentally that I I would fish the nine opens this year if I didn't requalify. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was you were all committed. In that, yeah, I was committed regardless. I knew I was on the way out. You know, from the BPT, I knew I was headed back to bass. That was, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I was real jealous all fall. I watched all the live on ESPN2 from, you know, all those places. Oh, they yeah. went to fall and I was like, man, I, I, I know that's what I need to be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I just, you. that's, that's just me. You know, I just go, that's, I need to do me. And, and uh, so, but, yeah, I was definitely nervous. I'll, I'll be honest with you, that open bunch is better than they've ever been before. Ooh. And I'll tell you why. I haven't fished the opens in a long – well, I jackpotted a couple, yeah. you know, over the last 10 years. But not, not fished, I guess, maybe 2004 was the last time I had fished wow. all of division. You know, like every yeah. open or whatever in a division. And uh, what I noticed was you can't get away from them. They find everything. Yes. No, I'm, like, yeah, no, I'm like, with you. Yeah. I never, I never found a place in the, like, you know, because I'll be honest with you, like in the elites, it was not that uncommon, or even the Bass Pro Tour, it was not that uncommon for me to find an area and not have to share it with anybody. Yeah. It's always been like that. And, uh, but on the opens, with, of course, they have an extended practice. They get yes. to practice more than three days. Those boys break the lake down. I mean, they're going to be on all the good stuff. I mean, it is what it is. They're going to find I just it. Never, yeah, they, I never had an opportunity to fish water that 
wouldn't get the fish. Yeah. You know? And uh, that impressed me because it didn't used to be that way. No, I, I know I fished them back in the early 2000s. And uh, probably, I guess, around like 04 when you when you made it, I fished a couple years there. Hadn't fished them in a long time. But, man, I'm going to fish those centrals this year just to uh, have a little fun, hopefully. But they uh, – damn, no, you're right. <laughs> and, and they're claiming like the centrals got 250 boats in them this year. And they're only going to take three guys. That's a lot of damn people that ain't going to get to qualify. You know what I mean? Like that's a right. that's a that's I think that's what people don't realize when you're talking about the elite series and that qualification process, man. That's I mean, it's it, you go through bass fishing purgatory to get there. You can be stuck yes. in those opens for a long dang time if you don't just hit it right. You know, I'll be honest with you. When I went over there, I was like, I, I ought to be able to do this. You know, because realistically, the top five guy, there'd be enough crossover. Yeah. That they were going to take the top five or six guys. You know, would have a chance. Like if you finish sixth or better, you'd have a chance. You're gonna to get, get in. The elite. Yeah, yeah. So, and then after I fish, then I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> 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 this ain't gonna be what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> and you know, I was practicing. You know what I mean? Like I went out there and practiced too. Yeah, I didn't practice. You know, I, I would go with like four days to practice every time. You know, where I would get three full days and then that half a day on uh, on Wednesday right. and. Uh, I mean, in daylight till dark, and you know they were in the fall. We having long days. I mean, you get sixteen hours a yeah. day to practice. You know, and I mean, it was it was grueling. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you I'm got... actually going to fish some of the opens this year. Are you with no pressure? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's dangerous. <laughs> I feel like that's dangerous. You're, there'll be some more swinging going on. And those are which division are you fishing? Uh, well, right now I'm signed up for the Southerns and the Centrals. Okay. I think the Centrals will be the only ones that I will possibly will fish all three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to dive off in them. That schedule's going to be fun, man. I think. Yeah. I'm probably going to fish that first Southern at Harris Changes because it's so good. Yeah. It's a fun and, place. Uh, it's a fun place and, uh, and it's big. And it, I think the Southerns have two up there. I, I'm pretty sure that all the division, well, I know the, the central and the southerns are all maxed out. No, oh, yeah, two hundred fifty boats. No, I mean they're full. Yeah, it's going to be I a mean, crowd. You know, this, that's a great opportunity for a guy to make the elites, and it's another great opportunity for a guy to make the class. No doubt, you know, a win and you're in. So, I mean, it's a it's a good deal. Well, and it pays good because I won some money last fall. No, you know no, what I mean? doubt. I, I paid my what you know paid my way. So, yeah, um, man. It's well, good. well, that's what I, I'm. You know, I'm thinking if you. You look at it. If a guy has a good week, he goes to the Bassmaster Classic. There's there's not a lot of opportunities to do that other than fishing the elite. So, I think that's uh I don't know. It's it's worth getting in them. And obviously, I heard three hundred and like fifty people signed up for the Centrals alone. Hell, I know like sixty people in my wow. hometown on the waiting list in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. I swear to God, wow. just Pickwick sticks that signed up for all of them trying to get in Pickwick, and they're all on the waiting list, and they're all mad as hell about it. <laughs> and I'm happy they didn't get in, and I got in. <laughs> I'm real happy some of them didn't get in. Uh, just good friends of mine. So, what one one last thing, dude? That I just it just struck me as funny in that tournament. Uh, Zona and I were texting back and forth about this. So, Gary Klaus leads this damn thing for two days, and then you come in <laughs> on day three and you're catching them. I mean, does that get awkward with the boss? <laughs> Well, I just figured I was fixing to have to take my boat to a dealership if I had anything worked on. <laughs> so I was watching that go down on day three, and I thought, poor Gary, man. How, you can't let your pro staff guy kick your ass when you're leading the tournament. It do not work that way. Now, I know when Gary's out there, there's none of that, right? When Gary's out there, he takes it as serious as anybody oh, in the I world, mean, more all, serious he, even. I, yes, he was all in. I will tell you this. I told uh, – I was joking. My boat's a hair. My boat's a hair faster than Gary. <laughs> and so, uh, on day uh, on day three, when we uh, you know when we're going out, I uh, I passed it. <laughs> so I told uh, Eric Captain was my camera guy, and I told him I was like, "Don't even look. Don't look at him when we go by. Just keep your head turned. Act like we don't see him." <laughs> That's so good. Oh, it's amazing. That's amazing, because that kind of stuff I'm sure drives him nuts. He's he, he probably got up there to oh, back, back to the plant and got he, on them boys. Listen, Hackney's boat's faster than mine. Fix fix it. <laughs> he, he, he's a freaking competitor. Oh, I know is. that. Oh, I know so, that. So yeah, I don't like he's a, like when we're talking about rattling cages. 
That's another one you don't rattle. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. He's Papa Bear is not one to poke at, I'll promise you. No, I've not been knowing at all. Gary a lot of years, and uh, he's definitely not one to poke at. <laughs> so uh, I joked with Teresa last fall, and I was like, after I requalified for the elites, I told her, I said, you go ahead and tell Gary he got a bullseye on his back. I'm telling you. I was just joking. You know, and it wasn't just a few minutes later I get a phone call from him. <laughs> phone ring. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. Well, dude, uh, I hope lacrosse goes really good. I hope y'all uh, y'all win your match. I don't know how that even works, but I, I'm going to have to look <laughs> into it. And uh, I hope the Hackneys pull it out. And, dude, I hope that uh, next weekend on FS1 we get some more hook sets. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I hope so too. It uh, it does look like our weather is going to be. I mean, it's been bad everywhere, but it looks like next week, you know, 60s in Tennessee in February, you know, it's pretty good fishing conditions. So yeah, I, I it heard looks like we're going to have a decent week. Well, I, I was talking to uh, Dave earlier, and and, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I think we're going to have it." I said, "You better have it because you might not get that weather in March if you postpone it and move it." But I mean, you truly, know, like that, that's what I was afraid of. I'm like, you got a week of 60 degree weather. You go move it, and it'll be ice and snow. Exactly next time. right, dude. We get you snow know? here in freaking April sometimes. So yeah, you better you better go to fishing next week, and it'll be good, man. It'll be a good event, I have no doubt. Um, but be safe, dude. And I can't thank you enough for doing this, y'all. Make sure you're following yeah. Greg on social media if you're not. Uh, and I appreciate you, dude, very much. So yeah, man. Appreciate All right. you, Luke. Thanks, good Greg. To you. Thanks, buddy. All right, see you. See ya, Greg Hackney. Right there, the hack attack. I love that dude, man. Having conversations with him always just makes me smile. I probably look like a little kid there, but uh, he's just man, he's just full of knowledge and full of good. So he's the best storyteller, one of the best storytellers in the game. And uh, I just, man, I appreciate him coming on so much. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Been getting a lot of requests for Hackney. Gonna try to do a boats and pros with Greg this year as well. Uh, I think that will be a lot of fun. Boats and pros is gonna come back soon. I promise. We're going to get that cranked back up as soon as we figure out uh, how all of it's going to work this year. Uh, one quick thing I want to address from last week. I forgot to earlier in my rant. So had Kurt Mitchell on. We were talking about things getting stolen at Okeechobee and whatnot, and it was brought to my attention that I made a statement um, that in the context of the conversation, it's not really what I meant. I'll be honest, I went back and listened to it, and I made a statement that, oh, it, it always happens at Roland Martin's, things get stolen. Um, the fine folks at Roland's reached out to me about this statement, and I have stayed at Roland Martin's Marina um, every year that I've ever gone to Okeechobee, and it's a lot of years. Uh, Raymond and the gang down there, great people, and they uh, they have cameras everywhere, so his side of this story is that it very much um, that they have cameras and that that John and Kurt did not approach him that this theft even happened. He's like, man, we got cameras. So they had to let us know pretty quick. We might have been able to see who it was. So they were upset that I said that, and I wanted to apologize. I wanted to say that uh, I'm sorry for how I – but what I meant was – what I was saying was uh, there's a lot of theft in that area, not necessarily on their property, but – uh, I have stayed other places over the years. I've had friends stay at other places in that South Florida region, even up around Kissimmee, Toho, Harris Chain. People get their crap stolen. It happens. And I think it's just because there's an abundance of tournaments down there, and I think the thieves know what's up. I just do. And like I said last week, I think it's some of our own kind that do this. But I just wanted to say I wanted to address that. It is a fantastic place to stay. It is most of the time, and I think Kurt had his rods out on the front deck, okay? It was an opportunistic thief that rolled up. John's rod locker was unlocked, but Kurt did have his rods out, which was dumb on Kurt's part. Uh, he knows that. He and I have talked about that. But uh, still shouldn't take people's crap, ultimately. But I, I feel I every time I've ever been there, I felt safe. But I wanted to say that. Uh, I never want to uh, just run in my mouth impact an innocent bystander and and so certainly i wanted to give uh, roland martin's a plug down there the tiki bar is always open and it is a good time okay um it's 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 good the tackle store is good they're good people and uh, like i said i've stayed there many times and i'll stay there again next time i'm in clueston i will absolutely be there so wanted to say that and that story was i also want to say the kurt mitchell story for me was more about the fact that he had his stuff stolen 
went and bought one rod and then made a comeback, right? It wasn't trying to take shots at Clueston, Florida, or even Rolla Martins, but it came across that way to some people, so I wanted to address that. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening to LBL. Going to record an LD and the MC today, too, a few days early, and get y'all some content for next week while I'm traveling up and down these old highways pulling an express passport. But thank y'all so much for everything you've given me, for showing up every week to hear me you know, whatever, run my mouth, complain, bring you the facts um, and the and the best interviews I can bring you. So uh, I think today's was Stella. So thanks to Greg Hackney, thanks to all the sponsors and thanks to you. Make sure that you're subscribed to this uh, old YouTube channel here, Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus. And if you want to know what this song that you're about to hear is, it's Bluxy Blues by me. Still get comments about that, which is amazing. And I love it. Thank y'all so much. And uh, make sure to hug your mama. And your daddy and I will see y'all Jackson next time. I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway. Does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Just a white line Gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas To get there You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.